Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's Monday, October 24th. From inside the WTOP newsroom, this is the DMV Download, brought to you by Steamfitters Local 602. Get an estimate and learn more at steamfitters-602.org. Today, the numbers are in and they're not good. The National Report Card released state-specific data that quantifies the learning loss kids experience due to the pandemic. There's an urgency that parents and educators both feel to make up for the lost instruction time. But what resources are available that won't cost an arm and a leg? And what can parents do at home to help kids thrive? For that, we turn to Kat Peretti, who runs City Tutor DC. 30 minutes of real focused work before a brain break. If you have a little one, then a wiggle break, a snack. I think that is a really good guideline. And it's that time of year again, soup season. Stick around to the end to hear Megan's butternut squash soup recipe. Mmm. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. I'm Megan Cloherty. And I'm Luke Garrett. Here's a quick recap of the learning loss in our region. In D.C., student scores slipped more than 10% in math. That's equivalent to about a year of learning loss. In Maryland, students across grade levels fell behind in math and reading. And in Virginia, Governor Glenn Youngkin said the Commonwealth saw some of the worst learning loss in the country. Our kids fell nearly three times further than the national average. Our kids' dreams have not fallen three times further than the national average. We knew they wouldn't be good, but beyond the numbers and what schools are doing, what can parents do if their child is struggling to keep up or clearly behind in maybe a certain subject? For some real tips on what you can do to help your kid, we turn to Kat Peretti, Executive Director of City Tutor DC. Kat, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, tell us about your work as a tutor and an education leader over the last, you know, what, two decades and what City Tutor DC is doing. Absolutely. So I am uh, trained as a lawyer, but I've been working in education policy since I graduated from law school. But my most important credential for this work is that I've been a tutor, a volunteer tutor for the better part of 20 years, which led me to this work in the wake of the pandemic, and as the mother of two young kids, I really wanted to get into a recovery effort that would help with this issue that we're facing, which was interrupted instruction from the pandemic. And before we get into the tips and tricks, let's talk about the why. I mean, these numbers are quite scary. You know, how much urgency should parents and everyone really involved here have around this learning loss? Absolutely. I think we should all work with urgency to help our kids. And when I say our kids, I mean not just our biological kids, but our kids in Washington, D.C. So City Tutor D.C. is an initiative of City Bridge Education. And we started in early 2021 toward our goal of expanding access to high impact tutoring for all of our kids. And high impact tutoring is an evidence based strategy to accelerate students. And it involves multiple meetings per week. And what that means is that we've got everybody involved. We've got local universities. We've got many tutoring providers. We've got our city government and Mayor Bowser all working to enable this scaled up effort to put more tutors in front of children. That actually gets to the point I was going to ask, because a lot of parents may assume they cannot afford a tutor, especially if you have multiple kids, you have multiple subjects. Um, 
what is your answer to that? I mean, generally, how much does it cost and are, are the resources expanding? Yes, especially when you're talking about what follows the evidence base, what what does the research say about tutoring? Tutoring is not new, right? But right. we know from the research that to get to the acceleration levels that we want, we have to meet multiple times per week and that can be expensive, right? So all of City Tutor catalyzed tutoring is free to the student. And most of it is happening in school during the school day with the partnership of our schools. Okay. That being said, there are many other efforts outside of school, and some of them are with us. I would direct parents to the citytutordc.org website to see where there are hubs. That's community-based organizations that have after-school tutoring that also follow this research-based model of multiple times per week if your kiddo can get there. Mm. So we've got our hubs. We've got our school-based efforts where parents should talk to their schools about what is actually being offered during the school day and is your student, you know, going to be placed in tutoring during school, that's a great step for parents to take. Mm. And dipping into your experience as a tutor yourself, you know, what could you tell parents who might want to, you know, try to help their kid when they're doing homework at the kitchen table and they might not be able to make it to a hub? What can they do to help facilitate a, a good and healthy learning environment at home? It's a great question. And it depends a lot on the age of your child. So for, for those with little ones, I would say reading with your kiddo reading to them, reading with them is one of the most important steps mm. that you can take as a parent, talking to them, putting all the devices away and talking, using vocabulary that might stretch their thinking. That is a great tip for parents to do. Uh, but I also want to highlight a couple of other city initiatives. So DC Public Library has a chat-based tutoring service called BrainFuse that is free and available to everyone with a library card. So every student with a DC Public Library card, you can get tutoring for free through the library. And there's also a scholarship program available. So let's say you wanna take your, your student to tutoring on your own and you just need a way to pay for it. There are scholarships available through the Greater Washington Community Foundation where parents can go directly and apply for a little scholarship for that effort. So there are many resources that have come to bear uh, as we all, like you said before, feel the need to work with urgencies. Um, Kat, Luke was telling me before we started the podcast how when he was in college, a, a psychology professor told him basically a half hour is a good amount of time to do like really focused studying. And then you kind of like take a little bit of a break, move your body. I'm sorry, I'm like taking your your experience from you and, no, and fine, telling totally. her about it. But I'm wondering like from a, from a parenting perspective, are there tips like that we could use, like set a timer for a half hour and I want you to read for a half hour and then you can get a snack break or whatever. Or does it depend on the, you know, the kid, the age, all of those things? Are, are there any like tips you can give that would really help us figure out how to how to spend that time, like quality time? I think that, you know, 30 minutes of real focused work before a brain break. If you have a little a little one, then a wiggle break, a snack. I think that is a really good guideline. You know, for our older students in middle and high school, they can sustain longer periods of time. But let's be humane about it, right? right yeah. Don't just have, say, sit down for 90 minutes and do math problems, mm. right? I think we can all, even as adults, understand that there's uh, there's time for, you know, a warm welcome. That was always something that we did as tutors, like a warm, how was your day? You know, are you in a good mind space for this? What can we do? What can we talk about as sort of a warm up to the, the, the work, right? Mm. So making sure that you build that trust and have that relationship. Now, as a parent, 
you're likely to have that naturally. But also thinking about attention spans that are age appropriate, I think is a good thing to think about as a parent. Mm. And are there any stories that really stand out to you? Obviously, you don't have to use names or anything, but within the tutoring program, what has tutoring been able to do for students who really, you know, buy in, take in? What has that done? Has that been successful? Oh, absolutely. We are seeing across the board, especially for our early literacy tutoring, that more minutes is leading to more growth. We are seeing that across different subgroups, across different schools and tutoring programs that this is absolutely happening. I can share an anecdote from my own experience. And I was able to tutor virtually this year where my student was in school, but I was zooming in as her reading tutor through an organization called Reading Partners, which I very highly recommend uh, as a volunteer space for tutoring. And I'm happy to report that my student tested out of needing tutoring. Nice. Uh, And so uh, it it can work. Absolutely, it can work. I'm wondering, too, about engagement. Um, I know with kids having phones, especially like you said, they're, you know, spent so much time and really got acquainted with computers and how to work them and whatever. Sometimes it can be difficult to get them off those screens and focusing on a math problem or focusing on, you know, their last reading assignment. Do you have any suggestions for that? Yes, it's a great question, especially when many of their assignments are online. Right. Mm. (laughs) So in order to get them to focus on a math (laughs) question, they might actually have to be logging in to do their assignment online. So, you know, technology is powerful. Technology can be used for good. Technology can be used for distraction. Mm. So I think keeping a close eye on how your child is using their screen time, there can be very good and productive screen time. And then there can be uh, a screen time that's detrimental. Mm-hmm. So um, caregivers can look toward how their child is spending their time online. As a parent, it might be hard to breach the subject of learning loss to your child. How do you approach, you know, a child who might be behind? How do you bring that up without, you know, shaming them or making them feel bad about it? You don't necessarily have to point out that your child is behind. You can simply acknowledge that things are tricky, that the pandemic impacted everyone and work on how to move productively forward. Make sure they don't feel alone Mm. uh, and make sure that you acknowledge that you are there with them to help them. Sometimes there are tough realities that kids will have to face and other times you can couch your help in that it's just that. We are here to help, we're here to work together. And we know that all of you and your contemporaries have faced a difficult couple of years. Kat Preddy with City Tutor DC. Thank you so much for your time and your insight on this subject. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to be with you. And coming up after the break, yes, we want to get cozy and sit down and watch a movie with a little soup in hand. I've got a soup recipe I want to share. Backed by the experience of its hardworking members, Steamfitters Local 602 is ready to take on your next commercial heating, cooling, HVAC, or refrigeration project. Steamfitters Local 602 adds value to our community through its partnerships with local contractors and building owners, all while keeping the focus on improving the lives of its members and their families throughout the DMV. For work that's on time and on budget, go to steamfitters-602.org to schedule your next project. That's steamfitters-602.org. Steamfitters Local 602, changing lives. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject. Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. 
Okay, and before we go, it's definitely soup season. It's soup season, and Megan and I are celebrating. I kind of feel like the <laughs> SNL skit, you know, where like the two old ladies are sitting next to each other talking about recipes. This is this is where we are. This, we're the two old ladies. But it's like perfectly. I mean, it's like a little rainy outside. Oh yes. It's getting chilly. Perfect thing. Okay, so these are, first of all, I'm a big soup fan. You're a big soup. I'm kind of new to the soup game, so I'm like a freshman <laughs> to making here. soup, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Making, okay. you're like making homemade soup. Not yes. a thing I've done before. Okay. So for some reason, and I don't know why, I make a butternut squash soup, and that's like mm. my signature thing. And I don't really know. I, I'm open to making other soups. Right, but that's your bread and butter. I think it's one of those things like you know how to make it, and you can do it quickly. Right. So, yeah. It sounds pretty involved. It's not. Oh. That's the thing about soup, which is like the best part. That's true. I feel true. like I'm going on a rant here. Yes. But I'm sorry. Okay, this is how I do my butternut squash soup if you're interested. I just put the whole darn thing in the oven and okay. bake it. Punch, punch some holes in it. Okay, right. So it Or maybe explode. prick some holes in it. Oh, Good don't call. punch it. 400 for like a half hour. Okay. And then it eventually just softens so yep. it's easier to peel it. Mm. Then you just cut it in cubes. Um, and you kind of start, I start every soup the same. I do like a, um, garlic, carrots, Onion and celery. Yep. And butter. Yep. Or olive oil. Bottom and of the just pan. kind of bottom of the pan. Yep. And then I throw the butternut squash on top and I fill the chicken broth like up past the butternut squash cubes. Mm. Boil it. Once it comes to a boil, bring it down and that's it. Boom. And you have delicious And like half hour later, soup. you have great soup. And I blend it. But there's all these blogs and stuff you can go to to find good recipes. I like all recipes. Have you ever mm. found that? You can like pick, you can say like, I have chicken and carrots. Like, right. what, what can I do? <laughs> Well, the thing that's surprising, it's so basic, and yeah. you probably have almost all the ingredients, save some maybe specialty spices if you really want to go crazy. Yeah. It's in your kitchen. Like, it's there, right. and you are a few steps and maybe a few hours away from homemade just warmth. Like, I literally look forward to going home now. Aww. I've been making chicken noodle soup. Okay. And, uh, you know, which have, have it in Tupperware. I just get home, you know, heat it up in a pot, make huge vats of it on a Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon. Now I look forward to going home, just eating it. And it's like great. It's just so warming and good. <laughs> I feel like chili's a big thing this this time of year now. Too. Oh, yeah? Same idea. Yeah. Having like, a crock pot's good too. Just random stuff into a bowl and right. see what happens. Yeah. No, it's good. It's basic and it's not much work. I know it sounds lame to say share your recipes with us, but if you guys really like no, making soup, real. I would love to know. Yeah, it's wh- soup what season. What you got going? It's soup season. All right, and that'll do it for us today on the DMV Download, <laughs> where I like to talk about soup. Mm. We are brought to you by Steamfitters Local 602. Our managing editor is Craig Schwab, and our music is by Real World. Give us a review and rate this show if you get the chance, and send us those soup recipes, please. Also, tell everyone you know about this show. We love telling more stories to more people. You can find out more about this podcast at dmvdownload.com. May I just say that Michelle Goldchain in the newsroom said that if you add red curry paste and a little bit of coconut cream of coconut uh-huh. to the butternut squash soup, it becomes like a Thai soup. Whoa! See, the options so are endless when here. When you're bored of your leftovers, I'm sorry, I'm going to... It's still on the brain. No, soup we, Soup talk must continue. The DMV Download is a product of WTOP News. Listen on 103.5 FM in D.C., 107.7 FM in Virginia, 103.9 FM in Frederick, online at WTOP.com and on the WTOP News app. Have a super day. <laughs> <laughs>